0: This is the Tuesday, September 14th edition of the Daily Wager podcast, got you covered in less than 10 minutes like we promised, and we're going to try to react to last night's Monday Nighter. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings America's top rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham, and we got to share the Monday night football excitement together with Joe and then the NFL live crew and the, the mega cast and between the lines. And what a, what a circus last night.
1: I mean, just a, an absolutely bonkers game. Kind of blah and boring for the first three quarters, a definite under the first three quarters. Then madness starts happening in that fourth quarter. The scoreboard blows up. We uh, get into overtime and then the shenanigans that happen in overtime. I said it last night, uh, you know, on air. Hope I don't get in trouble for it. But, you know, I felt drunk just watching that game, how drunk that game was uh, with all the things I'd never before seen in a football game.
0: You know, it's funny. uh, As soon as the game was ending and we digested a little bit, we're already on to next week. And I, I like the Steelers. Obviously, it's a very difficult spot as we talk about with the, you know, play against the Raiders. Just look, short week, the emotional high. The significance of the win, all that. Now they got to travel east, go the early time slot, which isn't historically that bad for West Coast teams. I mean, we just saw the Seahawks play well. We saw the Chargers get the win last week. But in general, just the spot is so bad. Obviously, the Steelers coming off a win. I almost wish they were coming off a loss. They didn't look that great, especially in the first half. But the defense did. The special teams did. So I would grab and lay the five and a half right now if you can.
1: Absolutely agree. I'd play anything under a touchdown in the Steelers' favor uh, or to a touchdown. Um, I, I just... There's so many red flags on the Raiders side, and there's uh, even though the the Steelers won, I, I'm surprised that it's sitting at you know five and a half, six right now. Uh, I think the the way that the offense played is providing some value on the Steelers because I don't think the Steelers' offense is that bad. I think Buffalo's a good defensive team. They're on the road in a hostile environment, and again, it was the first time in you know eighteen, twenty months, whatever that Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers' offense with a new offensive line had to deal with crowd noise and silent counts and things like that. That won't be the case at home at Heinz Field. He'll have access to his entire catalog of audibles and checks, the line of scrimmage, the offensive line, wide receivers will be able to hear. The Raiders' defense, though, did impress me against Baltimore, especially that front seven. The defensive line, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Carl Nassib, Max Crosby, they were great. So that's a minor concern uh, on the uh, uh, on, on the Steelers' side, how that D-line matches up against their O-line. But um, I don't think they were terrible against Buffalo, and I think they'll have a much uh, – clearer path to their ceiling offensively at home against the Raiders' defense than they did on the road against Buffalo.
0: All right, good stuff. As for tonight, uh, anything on the diamond jump out to you?
1: Yeah, my favorite play is the uh, Mets and Cardinals under eight runs. You got Marcus Stroman on the bump for the Mets at City Field. Uh, Jake Woodford making the start for the Cardinals, a guy who's kind of been on that I-55 shuttle between Memphis and St. Louis. But the reason I like the under here is because the uh, Mets – Offense, one, not very good. They just got blanked yesterday by Adam Wainwright and the Cardinals. And two, the Mets at home specifically have been an under-cashing machine. As home favorites uh, um, at Citi Field, the under is cashing 63% of the time. Just overall this season, the under is cashing 62% of the time. Uh, the Mets play at Citi Field. So when they're in that cavernous ballpark with their good pitching and the Cardinals offense, again, is not one that, uh, you know, elicits a lot of fear outside of maybe Goldschmidt and Arnauto. Um Under eight is my favorite baseball play there with the Mets uh, and as a home favorite at Citi Field.
0: I'm going to the first half over, and I'm really just isolating a bad pitching situation. That's Jesus Lazardo. He's been pretty awful. I think I've done a first five over with him in the past. Um, I just have to continue fading him, so I'll go over four and a half. Uh, get yeah, plus money, uh, maybe mm-hmm. some fours with juice. Uh, I, I mean, look, he's had control issues. I'm just going to keep fading him. We got a little lucky last time we did it on the pod, but it was a winner. So uh, I believe <laughs> it was a bottom five scores. But uh, we'll take it again. And uh, if you want to play uh, the Nats as well, minus you know something 140 ish in the, in the first five, I can't blame you either. But I'm just going to focus on the first yeah. five uh, as well. The first five over that is.
1: Uh, San Francisco just continues to roll. Um, they're at home tonight against the San Diego Padres. Jake Arietta on the bump for the Padres. And, uh, you know, Arietta was once upon a time a really great pitcher. That's just no longer the case right now. So I like the uh, first five run line for the Giants with Anthony DiStefani on the bump against Arrieta. A minus 125. They just got to win that first five by a single run there. Uh, I think that's a matchup we can isolate. The Giants are just red hot right now. Uh, that offense is awesome. The pitching's been great. The defense, they're just a complete team. One of the best in Major League Baseball. And and Arietta, pardon me, as a, a pitcher, I've liked attacking all season long because his stuff has kind of diminished.
0: I hope people are winning on the Giants because they've been absolute monsters. Slight, slight favorites uh, yesterday. Maybe even a dog at some shops during the day. It's Just ridiculous. And, you know, as a Dodger fan, I'm worried. I'm worried. At some point, they're going to... Uh, be favored to beat some of these teams instead of just saying the uh, little engine that could that's taking advantage of the regular season. Um, But in terms of like playing bad teams uh, more consistently, you're playing good teams. But look, they took two or three from the Dodgers not too long ago last weekend, including beating Walker Bueller on a Sunday night. They're legit, man. And um, it's going to be really interesting to see what tickets surface in the futures market because uh, I would imagine they were triple digits at the beginning of the season. I'm going off... A haunch here. I don't have it in front of me, but just remarkable, remarkable run. Anything else on the diamond for you? I'm out of pit place. placed.
1: Yeah, I think I'm out of plays. Those are my two most confident. There'll be a sprinkle here or there and a couple other games, but nothing that's uh, nothing that has the conviction of that uh, Mets Cardinals under or the uh, Giants first five run line. Yeah, in, in the WNBA, it's kind
0: of a just really difficult week. Some some teams fighting for playoff lives, others not. It's that that's that week seventeen component, or in this case, the week eighteen component. Of the WNBA. We'll have playoffs starting soon, and uh, hopefully we'll get some plays on there. But I don't like uh, anything on the game tonight in that. And uh, so, like Tuesday, but we're going to recap the weekend for Daily Wager 6 Eastern all week on ESPN2. We hope you join us.